We are I. First and foremost, I'd just like to say thank you to everybody. Um, out of all the podcasts that I've recorded, this be 209, you know, all the different topics that I've covered and the different discussions with different people from all around the world, thank you for reaching out to me the most about these last few. Because ironically, these last few podcasts that I've recorded probably mean more to me than almost a lot of any other podcasts that I've recorded. And you know, I say that through the lens of, you know, like today's thought process, because every single one of those individual podcasts that I recorded before were just as valuable at that time for its own reason. But I'm really connecting with who I am by taking this course. And I really feel like it's challenged a lot of the listeners of WeRI to be able to interpret who they are, too, uh, because of the outpour, the outcry of, you know, of people expressing the sense of loss they have as a person and how they feel like that they really need help, you know, through courses like this and like the topics that I've been discussing. And, you know, for that, I'm butchering it badly, but the, from my heart, I just want to say thank you. Like it's been, it's actually been really, really pleasing to me because I feel not alone on this journey that I actually really felt alone on before I started it. But since I'm doing it with somebody else, I don't feel as alone but now knowing how much a lot of other people need it too, I definitely don't feel alone. And again, this is all part of finding like my people and the whole point behind We Are I is, you know, scouring the planet to be able to find, you know, more people who are like me, who think like me, act like me, um, not for a confirmation bias, but just to feel okay in my own skin. Um, it goes back to something that I regularly talk about with people in, in my life and in day to day is, you know, because of the amount of people that have contacted me from these last couple episodes that I've recorded on my own, it goes to show me the importance. There's there's an importance to these topics. There's an importance to these discussions of us as human beings, not as adults, but just as human beings that we should be having on a regular basis with kids, with teenagers, with adults, with all of us men, women, you know, like parents to children, children to parents, because we ignore all this. And I look at it today. I have spent 37 years being mentally strong, you know, being physically strong, being able to accomplish all these tasks for all these reasons, you know, honing in my skills of, you know, mental fortitude and toughness, being able to sit in the tank or run 100 miles or, you know, anything along these lines. But the one thing that I haven't been doing for 37 years is understanding who I am, being challenged with who I am and what's important to me and understanding what life can really be like and what how we should be able to live our lives and be comfortable living our lives in a certain way without the fear of judgment or feeling shame. Because I really feel like there's a lot of shame running my life that I wasn't even aware of. And I find that like the card of shame, pulling that shame through my life is very hard. You know, there's a lot of things that I've openly admitted on We Are I to be able to appease me of that shame, but there's shame that comes and creeps into our lives by ways of just not meeting an expectation that's put or bestowed upon us. 
you know, that this narrative that we're, we're living because we think we should be living it. There's shame attached to that. And I've realized that and, and I don't want that for me and I definitely don't want that for any of you. And this latest lesson of being able to define my goals and, you know, set up this vision board and be able to look at it through the lens of, can I alleviate myself of the shame and the heaviness that I'm not going to live a life that is expected upon me? Living a life that, that I want, doing things that I want to do, and that's okay because that's a healthy boundary that I've set up for myself that might hurt other people, but it's not going to harm them. And I'm seeing how a lot of these lessons now come into play and how they're so cohesive and like the goal at the end of just, I get excited every day to be able to go through this course and I just feel it's been invaluable. And the one thing that I wanted to share with all of you guys today is I kind of defined a few visions for my life. So one of the first things that I wrote down here is going back to my roots. You know, I've expressed lots of times how I'm a farmer and I love hunting, I love fishing, I love being real, I love being connected with nature. You know, I like being disconnected from people, I like connecting with people, you know, I love gardening, I love building things. Like these are all, this is how I lived my life growing up. So going back to my roots, how I was raised, the things that were important to me and the values that were instilled upon me when, when I was a child in my formidable years because I can't keep running from that's who I am. So going back to my roots to me is finding a way to be able to get back onto a farm. Like how does that look? Like that's on in my vision. Like this, this is something I clearly understand that I need to be able to feel whole. I want to get back into hunting and fishing and providing for myself and providing for my family and my friends and my community people around me because that's how I was raised. I was raised with two deep freezes full of meat that, you know, we shared with people that we ate, you know, that we went and harvested from this earth and it, and it took effort and it wasn't easy. It was hard and it was fulfilling and it was satisfying and our bellies were full and smiles were on our faces. And why I just don't feel good eating meat from a grocery store, just having that kind of polluted access to be have to meat that I don't even want to eat and question even what's in the inside of it or how it was raised or anything like that. Like like ethical farming, like I didn't even know what that was growing up because it just wasn't even in our realm of thinking. It's not how we raised our animals. It's not how we lived our lives. And I don't want to participate in that. So getting back to my roots, how I was raised, I, I spent decades being this person and I'm not that person, but it's burning inside of my soul. Which brings me to my next point, nurturing my soul in quotation marks. Your soul, you know, from a, a non-religious, non-faith-based perspective is like that, that you that burns inside you. You can call it your conscience, you can call it your soul, you can call it your energy, whatever you want to call it. But I just, I feel... Like my quote unquote soul is just that, that person inside me that when I'm doing something authentic and whole to me, something that connects me with who I am as a person, that part of me feels good. It burns with a, the greatest feeling and the greatest pleasure. And, and that's what I want to nurture, nurturing my soul. I want to prioritize the elements that make me whole as a person. 
working out. I just, I love it. It, it. it clears my mind. It clears my body. I love accomplishing things. I love making it a priority. It's something my mom did. She dragged me into to gyms. Sitting in the corner of a gym class was my babysitter. Is my children's babysitter. It's something I've known for 37 years. I've grown up in gyms. It's a part of me. Working out is more than just moving my body. It's connecting me with who I am. Going into the backcountry. Anybody who stepped foot into the backcountry, I don't care who you are. You can lie to yourself all you want if you need to, but going to the backcountry changes you as a human being. It'll absolutely change you for the better. I have never met somebody in my life that has gone to the backcountry and said, oh, that just changed me for the worst. I've never met that. I've grown up in the backcountry my entire life. I've spent my entire life in the backcountry. Some of the greatest friendships and connections that I have made have come by way of going into the backcountry. These are my people. That is my place. That is where I need to be. Helping my community. You know, as a farmer, I grew up and that's what we did. Like I look at when my family immigrated over from Eastern Europe and the different brothers chose different methods of farming so they could share. So they could share and they could trade with one another and they would have goods to be able to bring out to their community. I went to community centers after harvest. You know, I went to community centers during Ukrainian Christmas. Like there was parties, there was celebrations, there was connecting with your community, there was driving to the next farm just to check in and say hello to see if that person was okay. The door is always open and there is always a pot of coffee on. Always. Community. You need help moving your wheel moves? Well, push. You need help swinging your pivot? We're there. You need help picking rocks? Okay. You need somebody to drive tractor? Okay. This is your community. These are your people. Because you know that you can rely on them. You know, in all the different community work that I've done over the last few years, doing this dinner at Christmas time with the Boys and Girls Club has just come to mean the most to me. And it makes me realize that laughing, smiles, food, connection, like this is what breaks barriers down in life. But it comes with just getting together, having an opportunity to get together. Realizing that there's faces to these names and there's value behind this human being. So helping my community, making that a priority, making the, helping these connections, facilitating these connections. I love being a part of it. I love being a fly on the wall. Being accepted by someone I can invest my heart into. As you all know, I'm a hard person to be able to deal with. I get it. I'm not shy to admit that. And that's where a lot of the shame that I had in the past where it came by is just knowing that I'm I'm a lot. There's really no other way to put it. I'm just, I'm a lot. There's just a lot going on. I constantly step over the line. I jump over it with both feet. I, I'm just that person. But you know what? It's just when I talk right now, it brings a smile to my face. That's just who I am. And when I'm around people who just accept that and then it's just like fuck Blake not again but there's no persecution behind it it feels good it really really feels good so investing in somebody that I can have that every day with the, all the outrageous shit that I come up with and that comes out of my mouth and things that I say and things that I do and situations I get myself into being accepted by someone that I can invest my heart into 
that's nurturing my soul. Challenging myself to grow as a human being by taking courses like this. Because it really nurtures who I am. It helps me identify and understand who I really am as a person. And a lot of the things that I unintentionally do every day that takes that away from me. I realize there's just a lot of things I was doing every day by design that were taking my life away from me. My quality of life away from me. My personal sovereignty away from me. And if I keep growing as a person, I'll be able to change all of that. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. But I will, and I'll work on it. Because that's nurturing my soul. Living my life authentically to my goals and my priorities. Realizing that if my goals and my priorities look different than yours, that's okay. I don't have to live a designed life of living somebody else's goals and somebody else's priorities. And that's what this specific lesson of understanding whether or not that your goals on your vision board are actually yours. This is what this helped me define. That if I'm going to live my life every day, it's this goal that I think is best for my life. This, these priorities that I think are the best for my life, not because they're just some social standard or the most socially accepted. Because my goals are what make me whole as a person and they help nurture my soul. Creating healthy boundaries and feeling okay with it. I didn't realize how good that could feel. I didn't realize how good that could feel even just saying it. Have you, have you tried to say that yet? I'm going to create a healthy boundary and that's okay even if I hurt you because I'm not going to harm you. It feels cleansing to say because it feels right. And when things feel right, that's when you know it's okay because it's not malicious. I'm not maliciously sending setting a boundary like I have this food, you are starving, I'm not going to give some to you. No, it's not that. It's the, I know that you want to relax, but I want to go work out. It's okay that you stay home and relax. You don't need to feel guilty for not coming with me and I don't need to feel guilty for going. Those are the healthy boundaries. Those things are okay. You don't have to lose you. You don't have to sacrifice what you think is a priority. A global vision for my life on my proverbial vision board is finding my people. This is how I started this podcast is finding my people. You can call it a tribe, a community. You can put whatever fancy term you want to put on it. It's fine. Whatever suits everybody best. Whatever you can identify with to be able to connect you with the principle and the concept. But when I think of finding my people... I look at these key three things. Who wants me to succeed? Who wants to see me succeed? Who would love to be a fly on the wall in my life and watch me succeed? I want you. All of you. Because I hope that I can be that person to you too. Who values who I am when I'm emotionally naked? Does that mean something to you? When I look at you and you look at me and the words can't come out of my mouth and when they do, 
They may be easy to hear, they may be hard to hear. Do you value who I am in that moment? Can I trust you in that moment? Is it a safe place for me in that moment? That's what means a lot to me. Whether there's one person, five people, ten people, or a thousand people like that, I want to find those people because, again, I hope that I can be that to you if you're that to me. Last and definitely not least, but something that was a very big priority to me. Who wants to water my grass, not mow it? I love that. A friend of mine from 15 years ago said to me, and I've probably said on this podcast lots of times, and I've said it in my life lots, but he said to me, you know, Blake, the grass is only greener where you water it. As I've lived thinking that almost every day, every week, every month. Like I, I've continually thought about it is the point. But my value add to that is who wants to water my grass, not mow it. Those are my people. So a lot of things to be able to think about today. But again, when I think about these things, they all bring smiles to my faces. And I say faces plural because... I look at, there's many different Blakes. I used to think there's just like one Blake, but there's the, the Blake that loves a hundred different things and they all connect me in a different way. They're just different variations of me. So when I'm doing different things, I'm thinking different things, those are all my different faces. But I'm one individual. I'm one person just seeking out what's the most valuable things in my life and what's gonna make me the most happy. And, Hopefully through this journey and just being honest and open with all of you guys that it can connect you with the best parts of you and find out the best avenues and best routes for your life too. And the last thing that I want to say before I end this podcast today is I used to think admitting all of these things and I used to think prioritizing any of these didn't make me strong. Well, the one thing that I realized is, you know, sitting there today going through this this chapter of this section and doing this podcast and just allowing these things to be able to formulate in my mind is I can be very much quote unquote weak and do this work. But again, I know that it's going to make me stronger. And just because I'm willing to admit that these things are a priority to me and there's this person in me that I haven't been valuing doesn't mean that I can't still get after it. Doesn't mean that I can't still hold my own. Doesn't mean that I can't still bench 265, squat 300, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't. It really doesn't. So good luck. And I look forward to hearing back from all of you.